Hello, September 18th, 2019. This is Beyond the Pod, brought to you, as always, by Eagle Valley Golf Course in Woodbury. I'm Brandon Molesky from KFAN Radio, Pat Micheletti, one of the greatest Golden Gophers ever in program history. Ooh. Joins me. What's going on, Pat? A lot of good players. Um, not much. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. outstanding. Yeah, we're now into training camp and preseason hockey for yeah. Minnesota Wild. So, what? Just a couple weeks away from the actual regular season beginning. It, you know, I I wish Brandon and I, I've harped on you about this before. I I wish there were um, more competition in training camps now. Uh, where where guys are really really fighting for for jobs, um, we go through the exhibition season, and I mean, you and I know pretty much what the team is is going to be. Maybe one guy, maybe two guy guys that will be different than what we would write down right now. We know the team, yes. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it started last night, a loss to Dallas. You know, well, and and you bring up the training camp battle, which yeah, I wanted to bring this up later, but now you've you've kind of sorry, that's okay. You've done this right out of the gate, so I know people listening that don't like when I talk about fighting are going to be annoyed immediately. And I was hoping to annoy them like fifteen minutes into the podcast today. There was a uh, JT Brown uh, Belpedio fight Mm -hmm. in training camp, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know Michael Russo on Twitter. I didn't see it, but he described it as they were duking it out. Okay. And my my first thought was, you know me, I, I'm not the biggest fan of fighting, specifically unnecessary fights to begin right. with, the stage fights, the fights that really don't have any impact on the game. I just think it's really a waste of time. Um, and so I just responded, this is dumb, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, two guys, uh, JT Brown's not going to make the team. Yep. Louis Belpedio, unless there's injuries to Dumba or Spurgeon, isn't making the team. Both of them might see time at some point because of injuries, right? I mean, that yeah. might happen. Right. But there's... Literally no point in them fighting because they're not making the team. And uh, even if they were like super close to being on the bubble, like um, like what they're doing in training camp, as you just mentioned, the teams are basically decided based yeah. on the way the contracts are set up. Yep. There might be one guy that has a chance to move in, but guess what? We've had a year of JT Brown on tape. We've had multiple years of Belpedio in the organization. Like what they've done in previous years isn't all of a sudden going to change because they got in a fight in, in, in a training camp. And you're now risking injury. You're risking depth to our organization. It's absolutely pointless. I know we got to show how tough we are and how willing we are to fight for our teammates. Do that in a preseason game against another team then. Don't, don't do it against your own team. Can I tell you a story? I would love to hear your story. All right. I'm in training camp with the North Stars, right? Yep. Uh, what was I? I was um, a An goal- agitator? No, well, skill guy, but yeah, a goal scorer. If yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to make it, I'm not going to make it by no. fighting, right? So, I'm having a pretty good camp, and I, I pretty much knew that I was going to be sent to the American League. You know, that again, I wasn't going to beat Cicerelli out. You know, the teams at, are at pretty much set up. Yeah. The, te- the team was pretty much set yeah. up. I, I was going to get a call up or whatever. Okay, yeah. who knows? Well, this other guy who was really trying to make the American League team really you know we we had a scrimmage i i didn't know the guy yeah i had no reason to you know he didn't hit me hard or from behind or anything like that he just wanted to fight yep and i'm like i i really i'm nice not going to pick I'm, on you by the way that's yeah, that's yeah, going to make everyone right, believe right. <laughs> i i'm not mad at you you didn't cheap shot me 
I I don't have any rage. Um, so I skated away. Yeah. Glenn Sonmore waited for me. He came down from the stands, opened the door, and pulled me over. And he gave it to me. <laughs> Why didn't you fight him? Why didn't you, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You got to show you're tougher, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, you know. Um, I ended up I ended up dropping my gloves with some big monster later in camp. Yeah, but it was like, what'd you prove? Yeah, it didn't do me any yeah. good. I went down, but but the point, you know, I just I think sometimes it's just to show somebody, oh, this guy, you know, when there was nothing there. Yeah, you know, and now, so, that was a different era of hockey. It was too, a different era right? of hockey. I mean, there was more fighting back then, but but you know. But my, I was I couldn't fight my way out of a wet paper bag anyway. But my point is, is if, if you want to show the coaches, you want to show the scouts, the the management, the, the new GM, make some hits, make well, some plays, do something. Well, yeah, but even if you want to show your toughness and yeah. how and how intense you are and how you're willing to sacrifice yourself for the team, you've had a chance to do that on tape. You're gonna have a chance to do it in Iowa. Yeah. And if you want to do it before the season starts, then doing it in a preseason game against yeah. another team, you don't do it against your own team. It just it's absolutely it's ridiculous and, and, to me. And here's the deal, Louis Belpedio. Um, he can probably handle himself, but he's not not here to fight. Listen, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Um, he will not survive in the national hockey league by dropping his gloves. He is a skilled guy and you know, yeah, maybe show the team something, you know, but he's not making this team right now and he's not going to make it in the NHL. And fighting is not going to get him on the team. No, (laughs) I mean, they're not going to say, Oh boy, we're going to bring him up. You know, he's going to protect some guys. No. Adding that, offense is going, to, that, that's is going it. to get him on the team. Exactly. And, J, and JT Brown, I know JT Brown is technically a grinder. He's a, he's a fourth-line type player. Yep. He's still not a fighter. No. <laughs> right? He's, he's, not, he's not much bigger than you are. No. No, not at all. And yep. So we're not, we're, he's not going to be out there defending our team in a National Hockey League game where he's intimidating the, the opposing team from going after our higher-level players. Right. Absolutely not. So I just Anyway. I, but anyways, uh, let's get back to then. Mm-hmm. Let the the bottom guys that might make the extra team. I guess the only name that I'm kind of absolutely in doubt with here is is Drew Stafford. I I, I think your seven defensemen are probably set. Mm-hmm. I think your definitely Nine, twelve forwards 12, are set. Yeah. If you want to talk thirteen, fourteen, depending on whether you could get rid of Victor Rask's contract. Um, Stafford, because of Fiala being gone here for the first week of camp, he's a chance. immediately thrown on a, a top line. So at least he's getting a good look, and we mm-hmm. saw him in the game last night. And, yeah. and he and he looked like he looked fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, it it just it, it if Stafford makes. I didn't the call team, him Matthew Stafford, did I? Uh, I just no. want to make sure. Okay, Drew. Uh, at some you point, I'm going to call him Matthew Stafford, without a doubt. Yeah. I, I I probably would too. <laughs> um, no, the only way he makes a team is if they determine that uh, Donato, Greenway, or Eck are not going to make it, and they have, and those are the only three that they that for this lineup that can be sent down without having to clear waivers. Mm-hmm. I have heard um, from people in the organization, Eric Sinek and Luke Cunning have been by far, the the words by far. By far. Their best players in camp. Wow. Complete. Is that a good sign or a bad sign? <laughs> um, I, I think you can look at it a couple ways, knowing the vets know what they have to do to get themselves ready. Okay. Yep. So, um, and and you could tell last night the vets weren't they weren't going all out in that game. And these guys are out to prove something. Yep. That they belong. That they 
Um, they want to make the team. They want to make the team and and get a higher uh, role. Yes, and not play fourth line minutes. So from that perspective, you know, good on them that they're showing that and that they want to be here. Um, so, uh, it, 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 yeah, we'll 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 see how it shakes out. Well, I think the Cunning one, I think. A lot of us expected him to kind of take the next step, or at least mm-hmm. out of the group of young guys, to me, he's kind of the most, he's he's the given. He's the yeah. one that's, yeah, the best bet to at least be a productive top six national hockey player. I don't know what, I don't know how high his ceiling is in terms of becoming a yep. superstar, but in terms of becoming a regular NHL player, I, I think he's the best bet of all the young ones. Yep. I guess the Erickson Eck one, I mean, we've been watching this guy forever, and I did think he showed signs of improvement last year. That I didn't see coming out of mm-hmm. him helped having Miko out of the lineup to yep. give him more of a role. Um, will be interesting though. There's a difference between training camp yep. and games, and yep. you, you know better than anyone. Um, there's something about being able to step up when 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 the bullets are flying in the middle of a hockey game, and that's still something we haven't completely seen out of him. Right. He he showed well right when Miko was down. Yep. At times, but here's the deal for me with with Eck. Either you play him uh, uh, in a bigger role or you trade him because you cannot it, – it's a waste to keep him another year as your fourth-line center. It it just yep. is. He's he's not in his second year anymore, okay, or his first year anymore where he's got to learn the league or understand what the league is. He's at that point. Now, either you give him the reins to, to prove himself, you know, in that role – or or you deal them, um, because I, I think you know you'd be hurting the kid, you'd be hurting the organization. His stock would go down. Um, so I think I think you've got to make that determination if he's you know if if, if you're going to go that route and and um, and keep him on your team. I think Bruce has some interesting decisions specifically with the center position to start the season. Yeah. I, I know he's talked a lot about Stern. how difficult the schedule yeah. is on the yeah. road, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know he he played a bunch of veterans last night that yeah. we typically don't see first preseason game. No, and I think he wants to get a his regular lineup lineup set up. But I, for the first time as a Wild fan, do get the feeling that we're going to see a reduced role out of Miko Koiva this year. Now. If guys like Erickson Eck and Cunnin, and we'll talk about Donato in a little bit at, at center position, if those guys aren't able to step up, and does does Bruce immediately just go back to his his comfy nookie little blanket, Miko yeah. Koivu, to play as a second line center? Maybe we'll see that. But just from listening to Bruce talk, I do believe Koivu is going to be a third or fourth line center, yeah. maybe even fourth line center to start the hey, season, and and just might be more of a defensive penalty kill type center. And and you know, we we can't give Eric Stahl a pass either. You know, we hope that he has a great year and stuff, but you know what? And I hope Bruce sticks to what he told you and I on this podcast a week ago. The best players are going to play. You know, because Bruce is fighting for his job, too. Like it or not, he's got one year left this year. Yep. And he's not going to say, well, I'm going to... And a new new GM that didn't hire him. New GM that didn't hire him. Yep. So I I hope he sticks with uh, his mantra of my best players are going to play. That being said, I was very encouraged by the parts of the game that I watched last night with a power play unit. Zuccarello yes. and Donato together on the power play. With Dumba as well. With Dumba, and Hunt is there now. Uh, Hunt does some good things, but I think that we, all know, <laughs> we all know it's going to be Ryan. Yeah. Um, and Dumba, I mean, Hunt could play on the second pairing. Yeah, he could play yeah, on the yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But but then you yeah he'd have if he's going to play he has to play power play I mean, yeah that's kind of exactly yeah um and then Zach you know mucking it grinding in front of the net or down low I I really am encouraged by that because they have to honor Dumba and his shot and we saw Hunt feed him and uh, the bull made a good save you know that the one timer I don't know if he saw it but yes um, unbelievable save yeah but it was it was just a, coming out of cold he had he didn't play the no are you talking about the one in the early third period where no no I'm talking first period okay because there was one in the was third, there one in the third first the, the first power play to start off the third period Dallas had a new goalie and I couldn't tell you what his okay. name is but yeah. he didn't play the first two periods right and the first shot he saw was cross the crease you know basically a one timer over to Dumba and an amazing save yeah and so I I really coming out cold and and they have to find the right way to use Donato too yep um I know they're trying him at center now and you know we'll see how that well we'll talk about that in a second okay because I, okay. I do I want to I want to continue the, the power play conversation yep. okay because I was with you I mean you could watch the power play last night and go they didn't score a goal, didn't have a ton of great chances. You know, the one power play unit couldn't even get into the offensive zone, no, no, right? Yeah. But the the one part I liked the most was Zuccarello. And, yeah. you, and you mentioned his name early on. He does so many little things. Oh. You know, there was one play where the puck was kind of being wrapped around the wall to him on the half wall, and he was in trouble, yeah. right? you gotta you got to get that puck, pick it up off the wall, back is kind of to the, the defense, and they've got two killers coming in full speed. Like, there's that's not an easy play to make. And he just made this quick little pass to Zach yeah. in the middle as the bumper, and all of a sudden it just broke up the penalty kill. Right. And it, it was such a small, little, tiny little pass, but I can't tell you, well, I can tell you, yep. you know, how challenging of a play that <laughs> is uh, right. to make that pass, and it just completely opened everything up. And you could tell he's he's, he's smart. I don't, I don't want to say he's got chemistry with Dumba, but he was finding Dumba nonstop. Did, he, yeah. knows, he knows he, he can make passes, and he knows Dumba's the shooter. Do you notice... To you know, we I, I don't want to get too technical because I'm not I you know I don't I would love you to get too technical. I, okay, but you know we always talk about the angle that you have and you know and defenders try to get their stick in you know in in passing lanes. He has such a long stick. He is such a short player mm-hmm. that all he has to do is move it out about another half an inch or an inch. And he's got that lane wide open because they don't know, you know, they're looking at the body and he's got that long stick, short arms, but long stick. And he creates his own passing lane. That pass he made in the first period from the corner, cross ice or diagonally back to Dumba. You know, Dumba had to reach for it a little bit and then he gave to Hunt. Hunt gave it back to Dumba. But those, that's why he's such a great passer because he... He creates his own passing lane yep. with, with that long stick that he has, and and defenders can't figure it out. And um, th- it's a weapon that is, that's him, you know. Yep. And that's it's it's great to watch. Well, let's talk about uh, at least to start camp here, and we saw it last night in the preseason yep. game. Donato at center. I know we initially thought it was going to be Cunning as a second line center. Erickson Eck obviously can do it. Greenway could maybe do it, yep. depending on where Koivu is. He might be in that mix. Um, a little bit surprising, uh, you know. I did not see Donato play center uh, in, co- in college. Nope. Um, where he did, uh, but even you know, I first noticed Donato in the Olympics when I think Greenway was his center, yeah. and, and he was, and Donato was unbelievable in that Olympics. Clearly, we said Donato was a wing last year. When the news first came out, I thought, well, I've never seen him play, so mm-hmm. I have no idea whether he can be good at center or not. From a skating standpoint and a, a strength standpoint, I, I would say I would have some concerns. Yes. Um, but 
I I understand the logic behind it because I've said with you the last couple of podcasts that I think he's a guy who's got to be in a top six role. He's got to be getting power play minutes because he's 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 the best sniper on the team. Uh, I do think he has a chance to be one of your best goal scorers eventually. He's still young, and we'll, yep. we'll see if he can progress. But my thought process was. All right, at least putting him at center finds a way to get him into the top six because you're, you're kind of hiding him at third line wing, and he's just a guy who's got to play with playmakers. Yeah. And so from that standpoint, I understand the logic. I guess we'll see moving forward whether he can play center or not. Tough decisions to make. Um, I always say and I always hear, you know, you have to be who you are. And what is Ryan Donato? He is a sniper, like you pointed out. Um, he's not the fleetest of foot, but nope. can get to spots. And you are 100% correct. They need a guy that can get him the puck, and his mindset is shoot and score and 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 be a point producer. Don't make him somebody else. Don't make him that 200-foot guy that's got to go and battle in the corner in your own end because he's not going to win a majority of them like a Miko can yep. or a Stahl can or an Erickson Eck can. Sure. And so uh, I I hope, and I know maybe that they're trying to fit him in to that top six or whatever. Well, if someone else has to get bumped because he's a guy that can score for you, then darn it, make the decision and do it, Yeah, in my opinion. We'll see how it shakes out. Uh, you know, I guess you'll be battling a lot more on your own, and we'll see how he is on faceoffs, too. I know his, right. his first scrimmage, at least what I heard from the head coach, did not do well in the faceoff circle. Was better the next day in terms of faceoffs, but I'm sure that's something that's going to take a while when you haven't taken draws in a while. Now you're doing it against NHL caliber yeah. competition. You'll you'll be battling in your own end, but you'd probably be in less battles in the offensive end and kind of standing out in the slot more, which might be beneficial. Um, the other part of it, though, is I do think he's a guy you prototypically don't think of him as a guy who can score on the rush based on his lack of speed, right? But because of his shot, I do think he can score coming down the wing on the rush. And you're going to kind of eliminate that aspect of his game a little bit, too. I had a centerman who implored me not to carry the puck between the blue lines. He said, you have a hard enough time. Get to your spots, okay? And I'll find you. And I and I think that is kind of the mentality that has to be with Donato. You know, don't we don't want you leading the rush. We want you to be part of the rush. And be the guy and get and get in the spots where we can find you, and then you do your stuff. And so, I I I think that I I see that as the type of guy that Donato is. And um, you know I you know again, they'll they're going to probably experiment five, six, seven, eight, who knows how many more times with different combinations. But um, he's a guy who's got to shoot it. Uh, you also want to shoot the golf ball over yes, Eagle Valley Golf Course. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting down into fall season. Only a few months left here, a few weeks or months left here of huh. uh, golf season. Sad. Uh, so make sure you get over there, play some fall golf. You get some fall rates at Eagle Valley Golf Course in Woodbury. Make sure you go and ask our guy Josh Wendell about the Eagle Club for next year, where you can get free weekday green fees along with $60 worth of range balls and discounted golf for the year by becoming an Eagle Club member. Uh, they provide excellent conditions and friendly staff every day. Tea times, more information can be found at EagleValleyGC.com. You can also follow them on all social media platforms at EagleValleyGC. Uh, the one guy we haven't seen yet in camp or in a preseason game would be uh, Kevin Fiala. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at uh, Morning Skate yesterday where Bruce Boudreaux said 
Not 100%, but he expects him by Friday. Um, two years. So they signed the contract right mm-hmm. after our last taping of the podcast. Two years, $6 million. I think a pretty fair deal, at least on the wild side. I'd, I When I saw that off, when I saw that was the, the contract that was signed, I thought to myself, well, why was he holding out so long? <laughs> right? If you're going to accept that yeah. from the get go, I can't imagine. I can't imagine he was being lowballed, you know, too much more than that throughout the last couple of months. Okay, and here's my second question. And maybe he can't come over until he has a working contract. But why isn't he here negotiating the deal, you know, with his agent or whatever yeah. or in town and ready to go what once the contract well, he, he needed a work visa to come. So you needed Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know all the particulars yeah. about that. Which so, is why it's so he couldn't That's why come he signed the contract, here. but it's still taking so a while he to get here. Come he's, over he's here. He has paperwork to do. So, all right. So he had yeah. to have the contract to get his working visa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that that's a you know waste of a week, and you know what? Um, and Billy Garen brought this up. He said, you know, if guys aren't here, that really disrupts everything. And you look at the Winnipeg Jets now. You want to talk? I was about going to a, talk about them in a little bit, but yeah, let's, you want let's to talk? Do it. You, you want to talk about a team? <laughs> What's going on there? Sixteen months ago, they were playing for the Western Conference Final in Game Seven in Nashville. All right, no, they won Nashville. They lost to to Vegas, whatever, in the next round in the conference finals. They've lost right now two and potentially a third defenseman. Yeah, with Dustin Bufflin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's chaos. After already losing Truba, Myers. Yep. And Sherratt. <laughs> so that could, could four be, defensemen that out. could be four. Yeah. Crazy. And they have two of their best players unsigned, Patrick Liney <laughs> and Kyle Connor. <laughs> they, we, th- we thought this team was going to be a dynasty for the next a dynasty, four or five and years. They may finished last in the West it, sure. without that. I mean, without those defensemen, yeah. I mean, I mean, do we know how good Hellebuck is? Hellebuck was good with that decor that they had. He had a good team in front of him, and he played well. And he, yeah, but he wasn't great last year. Um, they lose in the first round. Boy, oh boy! And the Bufflin situation is weird. We I'm, don't I'm sure know. it might be something personal, and that's why I don't want to get into it too no. much. But it's it's well, it's from, odd when it's kind of an absence that's not really being explained. From what I read this morning, it's he's just deciding if he wants to play anymore. <laughs> You yeah. know, he's 34, okay? He's made a ton of money. Um, Probably gotten beat up pretty good. He's gotten beaten up. He's gotten hurt. He's played a physical brand of He's got, hockey. you know, he, he, I, I, under, I would understand if he said, you know what, I've had enough. Yeah. That's okay. You yeah. know, I mean, good for him if he's mentally not there to play anymore. Yeah. And to go through the grind. And, you know, because a big guy like that, for him to be effective, he's got to play a certain game. Very difficult. And yeah. maybe he's just not enough. I don't know. But that's a team that, boy, oh, boy, um, I would uh, smell red meat big time and and calling Winnipeg and say, hmm, those guys don't want to sign with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's 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 put a deal together. Well, it's, it's another good example of, I saw this comment within the last year, that, you know, Colorado with what they've got is yep. going to be good for the next 10 years. You, you don't, you don't know. You know. They <laughs> they've got some star power right now. You don't know how good those stars are going to be eventually in the future. Not to mention, you know, uh, Makar back on the blue yep. line. Eventually he's going to be making 
10, 11 million dollars on the cap as opposed to being, you know, a million or two on the cap. Yeah. And that affects the way of the rest of the team. That's what the salary cap is there for, is to, to create parity. And, and Miko Rantanen, their second he best forward, yet. is not signed yet. If they don't get him, they're a different team, too. Because him and McKinnon sure. together, oh boy. McKinnon has to, usually has to do everything by himself. And that's right. It, and it, so. You, you, you used to play Colorado, and it was if you shut down McKinnon, you're going to win the game. That's why I always chuckle when I read here, you know, whatever. Oh, they're they're never going to make the playoffs. Or they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Or blah 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 blah. Um, you don't know. You just don't know. Well, let's let's go back to the Wild team then, all right? Okay. Because I think we looked at most of the moves made throughout the offseason, which is very little. Very little. Basically, the same team coming back that we saw last year mm-hmm. that didn't make the playoffs. Other than you're healthy for now. Yeah. You know, and the newer guys for a full year. Yeah, Zuccarello here, uh, Hartman here, and then basically you're healthier at least to start. Yep. And that can change. And let's see how the young guys improve. I want your uh, answer as to what an, a G, the vibe of a GM, if that can have any influence on the team. Because um, let's face it, there were a lot of people that weren't happy. I'm not just talking about players. There were a lot of people that weren't happy in the organization overall. Just kind of mm-hmm. a cloud was over the organization over the last year based on the fact that your leader just wasn't really a people person. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And now... Very early on, but from everything I hear, it's just everyone is loving the approach Bill yep. Guerin has taken. You even saw the comment from Matt Dumba uh, to reporters saying he gave us a speech and I was ready to go through a wall for right, him, right? Right. Um, can a positive vibe from the GM have any impact on the play on the ice, even though he really hasn't made any moves that's changed your team? Well, I think what it does is, is automatically um, there's a wake-up call. There's an alert button that has been pressed. Uh, when you have Bill Guerin, four-time Stanley Cup champ, Hall of Famer, and you add Mike Madano, I don't know exactly what his role is, but he's in the organization. When you have two Hall of Famers now um, in charge of your team, you better, as a player, say, I have something to live up to. And I think maybe that just, maybe that'll trigger something with these guys that says, you know what, these guys are Hall of Famers. They, they they did it. They know how to do it. You know what? I'm not just here. I want to win a cup. And that should that should give those guys, every one of them, because it takes everyone to, to win a cup, not two or three guys, mm-hmm. um, to maybe understand when, boy, that losing streak is not good. Let's get out of it. Let's p- keep on playing hard. Let's not throw in the towel. Not... Let's not get mad at another teammate for a bad mistake, whatever the case may be. And and hopefully that'll pull everyone together. Um, and, and, and it even goes for the, the you know, and the, the, the organization as a whole, the marketing people, the, you know, everyone has a better attitude. Things are going to be better. Uh, let me know if there's some sort of rules in the CBA that would explain my next question. Okay. The Wild invited 60-some players mm-hmm. to training camp. And even if he had heard Bruce Boudreaux earlier in the camp, he was he was doing the old, I want to get our veterans as much action as time because we want, I want to get down to our normal team as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I know they're doing a trip team bonding trip out to Colorado during the preseason because he wants to get off to a great start. They already made a bunch of cuts yeah. three days into this thing. Right. Are they like, is it mandatory? Are they obligated to have every single person in the organization at camp? Or what was the point of inviting all these yeah, guys that I- you knew – we're never going to have a chance of making the team. Uh, and really, they're just getting in the a, way. A lot of it's for the future. A lot of it's for their East Coast League. A lot of it's for their guys 
they're battles within the battles. Guys that are going to camp, they know they have, you know, but what they're trying to do is is get a contract in the East Coast League or the um, the American League because there's guys, you know, they just cut a guy that was on the San Diego Gulls a year ago, Keaton Thompson. Um, That'd be and, great to play hockey in San Diego. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, and so you got guys like that, and they want to see – and, the, and even the, some of the draft picks that get sent back to their um, junior team, okay? So, they, you know, they give them just a little taste of it. So, uh, you know, they, they, they know, you know, but I, yeah. I, I think it's a, you know, let's give them a taste of it, give them a little bit of hunger, what it takes to be a pro, what it takes to, you know, make it at this level. Uh, we saw Matt Dumba playing a hockey game yeah. for the first time since last December preseason Yep. against uh, the B team for, yep. for the Dallas Stars. Yep. Uh, did you take anything out of Dumba's play last night that, that caught your eye? Yeah, he looked the same as he did last year. Yep. And that's what I wanted to see. Sure. You know, and he was, didn't, you know, it just like he was, you know, playing another game. And uh, using his body, his shot, skating looked good. He didn't look tentative. Um, so that's a good sign. I mean, clearly on the power play, he just looks like such... <laughs> Such a weapon, and even I was watching him morning skate yesterday. He's just got so much confidence mm-hmm. and swagger when he shoots the puck. How many more games do they win a year ago uh, with him on the power play? I, well, well, and who knows? Maybe maybe you don't trade Granlin and right. Coyle and right. you know, and maybe yep. they keep the same team if yeah. you know if if Dumba and Koivu don't get hurt. Yeah, I, it, it's funny. Now he, it's now he funny did, what an injury can he do. He did get beat a time or two making that. Backwards to forward yeah. transition, you got beat, beat by speed on the outside. But that's always—I've always thought that's the weakest part of his game. It always has been. Yeah, he's never been a great backward skater, right? And and you see more and more defensemen not skating backwards a whole lot. They take angles and go forward, you know, and, and chase a guy back. Let's play the wrong music there for a second. Huh. All right, great way to finish off the podcast. Beyond the pod, yeah. And what do we have about two more of these until the regular season starts, and then we're done until next. Hopefully not next April. Hopefully That's, hopefully next June we'll be starting the Beyond the Pod yeah. podcast. <laughs> Wondering what they're going to do in the draft. Or uh, maybe talking about a Stanley Cup. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah We're, hey, I don't want to start in mid-April. They're positivity, positivity. So are I, we. Yeah. You know me. I'm here for positivity. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. He's Pat Micheletti. I'm Brandon Molesky. This has been Beyond the Pod. As always, brought to you by Eagle Valley Golf Course in Woodbury. Get a tea time at EagleValleyGC.com and follow them on all social media platforms at EagleValleyGC. They give away free weeks of golf, for God's sake. So if you like golf, go to Eagle Valley Golf Course in Woodbury. We'll talk to you next week right here on Beyond the Pod.